CES Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. We have plenty to get into here with recruiting for both the 2025 class and 2024 class with Miami having a big official visit weekend this past weekend with 20 targets um, visiting Coral Gables this past weekend. But before we get into that, Gabby, real quickly, I want to jump into some thoughts from the Under Armour Future 50 event, which was held at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. You and I were both there. Uh, Future 50 this year was an event for the rising junior class, so the 2025 cycle. They had about 50 of the top players from that class uh, in Bradenton to compete uh, on Saturday. Went through various position drills, did one-on-ones, uh, did seven-on-seven seven work, and had a big man challenge for the line of scrimmage players. Uh, Gabby, we don't need to go like too in-depth in terms of what we saw because it's it's, I know for me, it's hard enough to track all these names. Uh, so I imagine we're probably bogging down the listener with 2025 names, but if we're just going to highlight, I don't know, a handful of guys that impressed us at the future 50, maybe also some guys that, uh, will most likely be big time Miami targets this time next year. Uh, where, where would you take this conversation? Where do you want to start first? Yeah, I think we should start probably with the quarterbacks, right? I mean, most important position in football. I think if we're going to, I think if people are going to be on board with anything or hearing about anything in the class of 2025, I think, you know, quarterback is probably the spot where, where we could start. And you look, I mean, I think Miami had, you know, really a couple of targets at, at the position they're throwing. Uh, I think we should start off top with Bryant Montgomery, the top 247 rising junior out of Finley, Ohio. Uh, you know, from my understanding, he's he's probably I mean, I don't even know if it's probable at this point. Uh, you know, it's, he's Miami's top arm in that 2025 class. He's he's the one that they're chasing the most. David, I know he gave you some really good feedback, um, you know, just on the Hurricanes and how much they're pressing. And, uh, you know, you got to watch him more than I did. But, you know, kind of watching him, you know, just spinning around or really just a frame uh, seems to kind of be put together the right way, has some nice arm strength. Uh, has uh, again, I think he has some legitimate size. He won the accuracy challenge, which is encouraging. Uh, and I know he performed well during that seven on seven circuit during the evening session that I missed. Um, Antoine Hill's a big, big bodied uh, uh, quarterback out of the state of Georgia, who he was also spinning around there. And, uh, you know, even KJ Lacey, you know, gave Texas an early, uh, an early pledge 
But, you know, I do think that Miami's still, you know, maybe kicking the tires around there a little bit. Uh, and then just maybe just quickly, uh, you know, just the offensive line, defensive line work. Uh, Michael Fasusi, uh, the big tackle out of Texas, I think had the, one of the most impressive frames of anyone along the offensive line. Um, you know, I thought he I thought he was really good. Solomon Thomas is a tackle out of Jacksonville Reigns that I know Miami really likes. On the flip side, along that defensive line, Justice Terry, the Georgia commit man, I doubt that he was uh, really, really big time. It was cool to see him and uh, Armando Blunt, the 2025, uh, kind of go at, you know, kind of compete in back-to-back days, watch both those guys work because uh, they are two of the top defensive linemen in that junior class. Um, you know, so it was just fun to watch those guys. But those those are a few names that stand out, David. I know you took in more of the action than, than I did. So w- what do you think about some of these dudes? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was cool to see the quarterbacks compete. Um, you know, they def all four of the guys that were there. So you mentioned the th- the three, and then uh, you know, time to feel old. Achilles Smith Jr. was the other quarterback competing uh, at the event. Um, I think all four quarterbacks have big time futures. They, they you know are good enough where they could hold their own as 2024 cycle guys. Uh, but Ryan Montgomery specifically, you know, he looks apart frame wise, six, three, close to 200. Um, you know, I thought in the morning session, which was mainly just like drill work and one-on-ones, he was maybe third or fourth of that group of that quarterback group. Uh, but then they, they took lunch, they had meetings, installed an offense and uh, in seven on seven play, Ryan Montgomery was by far the best quarterback, the most productive quarterback during that session. And, and really, I think what separated him from the pack there was his ability to process defenses. He, um, he looked the most comfortable of the four quarterbacks when going against those seven on seven defenses. He might not have, I mean, his arm talent isn't bad. So let's start there. He might not have the biggest arm of that bunch that was there. Um, and he's not the most athletic of that bunch that was there, but when it was time to, uh, face a defense, he was definitely dicing it up the most of that group. Um, and I agree with your, your O-line D line guys, I would say to just to name, a name, a few state of Florida guys that were there, uh, Jamie French, uh, the wide receiver out of the Jacksonville area. He, uh, he was a top target with Montgomery in that seven-on-seven game. Uh, they had a good connection. Dallas Wilson, a big, uh, big-bodied big wide receiver out of Tampa. He came alive, too, uh, you know, in the second half in particular of that seven-on-seven game. Nashawn Montgomery uh, from South Florida, from Palm Beach County. He's just kind of Mr. Steady, uh, security blanket type of receiver. So good getting a head start, getting a feel for some of the top players. There's plenty more. Uh, and you can find that content, our thoughts on those guys, all the guys that were out there on the website, inside the U.com. Uh, but Gabby, now let's, let's turn the page. Let's take a quick break and let's turn the page to recapping some of the official visit buzz coming out of the weekend. The Star Horton Group is a real estate company that covers all of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Born and raised in Miami, Star is committed to growing his clients' wealth and securing their futures. One of the top realtors in the state, 
Star knows the ins and outs of the market to make sure his clients get the best possible value when they sell or buy. If you're looking to buy or sell or know someone who is, call or text Star directly at 561-573-4661. And here's the beauty. When you refer someone to Star, he will donate $250 to the Miami Hurricanes Athletic Fund in your name upon the closing of the deal. So to have a great real estate experience and help our Canes, call or text Star today at 561-573-4661. Attention business owners, I'm going to say three words you've probably heard of by now. Employee retention credit. If you're a business owner with W-2 employees and you haven't explored this program, you need to schedule a call with our friends at Foreman Law Offices ASAP. The employee retention credit can put thousands of dollars back into the hands of business owners. However, the rules are complex and have changed many times since the inception of the program. You need to have a qualified law firm with experience in the ERC. Evaluate this for your business. You won't owe them a dime until you get paid. All you have to do is go to erclawyers.com and fill out the short questionnaire to schedule a call with their team. Two minutes may be worth thousands of dollars for your business. Get it done today. erclawyers.com. Tell them TTS sent you for Through the Smoke. Are you a business owner or manager in need of seasonal or temporary staff? Let the folks at LT Pro Enterprises assist. The folks at LT Pro Enterprises can help you find laborers for your business in the state of Florida with an expanding footprint to other states as well. Reach out to Lionel Torres at torreslionel1, the number one, at gmail.com. LT Pro Enterprises, your source for all of your staffing and labor needs. All right, we are back. Gabby, 20 names. So I kind of, as much as possible, right? I mean, we'll have a conversation where it's warranted, where it's needed. Uh, but as much as possible, I'd like to just go rapid fire with kind of the bottom line buzz. And really, I, I just, let's just go in order of recruiting ranking with these guys. I think that's easiest. And so that means we start with five-star wide receiver, Jeremiah Smith at a Shamanad Madonna prep. He's committed to Ohio State. I think the vibe going into this weekend is it's going to be hard to get him off that commitment for anyone. Uh, but Miami is here for all those types of recruiting challenges. What were the vibes coming out of the official visit weekend with Jeremiah Smith? Yeah, I, I think it's just really the same as kind of we pretty much what we thought going into it. Uh, you know, there this is not this was not a weekend that was like, hey, let's press get him to flip now. Uh, this is 150% playing the long game. Uh, you know, Miami's got to win in 2023 to even have an opportunity uh, for to, to eventually flip Jeremiah Smith. So, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things where you just kind of go through the, this is just one minor step in the grand scheme of his process. And even then it might not be enough at the end of the day. So uh, nothing pressing there. Uh, kind of same old, same old. Cornerback Jalen Hayward. Uh, he is a Georgia commitment. He is out of Rockledge High School uh, in the Space Coast. On paper right now, as things look, Gabby, it looks like he might be Miami's most attainable, highly 
regarded cornerback recruit. Um, at least that was the vibe going into the weekend. How are we feeling coming out of the weekend? Yeah, not super great. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, he doubled down kind of on his Georgia commitment. Uh, even again, just kind of checking in. Um, it's hard to kind of go into detail about what exactly it, the situation is. Um, just because I feel like that's definitely not necessarily my place. But I don't know if there's just a top to bottom, you know, maybe just sort of buy-in on Jalen Hayward for, you know, different reasons. Uh, so I, I'm not sure fit where reasons exactly. probably. Is that I'm fair sorry? to say? Just what fit reasons in terms yeah, of fit reasons that, I personality. Think that's a good, I think, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, you know, so I'm not, I'm not entirely sure uh, what direction this thing is going. Like, I could see a situation where – you know, things continue to progress here. I can see a situation where things kind of stall out. Um, not quite sure there, but uh, right now I, I'm, I feel maybe the least confident uh, that Jalen Hayward ends up in this class. Tight end Caleb Odom out of Carrollton, Georgia. Athletic tight end. I've compared his tape to David Njoku at the same point in their careers. Uh, he had been visiting he had been getting some Alabama crystal balls uh, after an early uh, June visit there. Uh, what is the sense coming out of the weekend with Caleb Odom? Yeah, I still think Miami's kind of chasing Alabama, but I do get the sense that uh, kind of close that that gap has kind of closed. Uh, really, I think the feeling that you know some in Coral Gables have is that you know Miami's p- potentially in that top two. Uh, you know, with Alabama and. You know, with them and Alabama maybe being the two schools giving Odom the the most to think about. There was a point this spring where Miami kind of felt like they were in the driver's seat. I think that Alabama visit changed a lot up. Um, But, I mean, this is someone Miami highly, highly covets. I mean, his ability to, you know, catch passes, all those things. Um, But, uh, you know, kind of a situation where Miami's got to chip away and try to try to top the Crimson Tide. How about Mr. Marquise Lightfoot? out of Kenwood Academy in Chicago, Illinois. He's a edge rusher, 6'5", 220. Uh, he had been picking up some Ohio State crystal balls going into this Miami visit. I think Miami did a lot on this visit to help themselves with Marquise Lightfoot. Uh, he's a highly, highly coveted pass rusher. Uh, you know, just kind of even eyeing him up. Uh, you know, you can kind of see uh, why Miami would like him so much, has so much room to fill out. Uh, still a little lean, uh, but long, uh, tall. Uh, and I think Jason Taylor has been a huge difference maker here. And, you know, I, I there, there is some serious buzz coming out of this visit weekend that uh, Miami, uh, you know, really, really pushed Ohio State and, uh, and potentially USC. I mean, USC, Illinois are a couple of schools in there. Um, but, I mean, Ohio State's a school maybe he's being linked to most. But I think I really think coming out of this weekend, uh, Miami had, had a lot to say about that. And, I think the Hurricanes are in, a, are in a great spot coming out of the you know June official visit season. Asendre Afua is an interior offensive lineman out of O'Day High School in Seattle, Washington. 6'4", 300-ish. Gabby, that's yeah. interesting. Let's go into that. So this time last year, he was a massive interior offensive lineman, 6'4", mm-hmm. 340. He's worked hard to change his body here in the last year. Where are things at now with, with him in regards to that? Yeah, he's floating around the 280-pound range, just kind of, you know, checking in over the weekend and what he weighed in at. Um, and and he, he doesn't look, like, super thin or anything like that. 
he lost a lot of bad weight and I think he put himself in position to put that weight back on, but put it on, you know, with muscle and, you know, put it on the right way, you know, through the proper nutrition, through the, the weight room. And uh, I mean, you look at him and you, you can picture him, you know, 30 pounds heavier and him just looking like a total specimen. So, uh, you know, Asindra Afua is, I, I think he did some really great stuff shedding off that weight. Maybe he lost a little bit too much where it's just like, all right, man, you know, you're, you're good. You, you, you definitely shed off what you wanted to shed off. Um, but I think building him back up is, is, has got to be a, a project that, that I'm sure plenty are going to be very excited about. And recruiting wise, where did things stand? Cause he had visited Texas A&M and Utah, I believe uh, Miami had been making him a priority here since, since the turn of the calendar. Where did things stand with his recruitment, you think? Yeah, Utah's a school that kind of keeps coming up. You know, me and Brandon Huffman were trading, uh, you know, the Pacific Northwest analyst at 247. I, I hit him up last night like, hey, I'm kind of getting some Utah buzz here. And he's like, man, I just got a message like a few minutes ago saying the same thing. So I think more so than Texas a and it might be Utah, actually. And maybe that's not a school that many kind of associated a fool with. He did kind of shift around that official visit schedule to go see the Utes. Um, but Miami still feels really good about that. I mean, the mom and dad absolutely love the visit, love that private school sort of educational aspect where it's small class sizes. Uh, he told me Miami has the receipts of production rattled off Penny Sewell, Francis Malagoa, all these guys that have kind of come through, you know, whether that be Oregon and got drafted or who they've recruited here. And uh, I think he, tr- he fully trusts that he can come to Miami and, uh, and be developed. I just think Utah is maybe that West coast, like a little bit closer to home, um, you know, just kind of, you know, just an area where maybe it would be a better, uh, maybe a more natural fit, uh, which I think is really given uh, Afu and that family something to think about. But right now I do think if that didn't, you know, maybe if that doesn't weigh out more than any of the other factors, um, I do think Miami's a really good spot, but Hey, I mean, Utah, you know, you know, typically don't see them atop the recruiting rankings or anything like that, or, or see them sometimes associated with some of these big time recruitments. But I mean, these are the what what back to back Pac twelve champions. Kyle Whitt- Whittingham is certainly building up that program, especially now over the past few years. So, um, you know, big picture, not super surprising to see them building a little bit more recruiting momentum. Not saying he's definitely going to Utah, but I do think that that's the program Miami's you know kind of battling it out with right now. Four-star safety, Xavier Mincy out of Mainland High School in Daytona Beach. He's the number 135 overall player in the country, according to the composite, 6'3", 180. It seems like, Gabby, this was a Florida, Florida State, Miami battle. Going into the weekend, you made it seem like Florida had positioned itself as, as the team to beat. Where do things stand now after this Miami visit? Yeah, uh, I, I still think Florida's in a really good spot. I think Miami is, I mean, just kind of learning about the visit. Like, he's listed as a safety. I don't think Miami views him as, like, the traditional Camp Kitchens or James Williams type of safety. I think they're kind of selling him on this star role, uh, you know, just him being kind of like that big nickel who can be, uh, you know, cl- can play maybe a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, you know, covering the slot, can also line him up against, you know, bigger tight ends, uh, things like that. He's physical enough where he can – you know, he's willing to hit in the backfield. So I think that that's kind of an interesting curveball. Like Miami doesn't have Xavier Mincy, like necessarily on their safety board, uh, despite the fact that he's listed as a safety. I think they, they view him as, as that kind of maybe hybrid role, which uh, I think is closer to what he wants to hear. I mean, just talking to him, he definitely seems like he wants to play cornerback, but I think star is like the fair, like 
kind of halfway point between maybe closer to what he is versus what he wants to play. And I think, uh, you know, I do think Miami feels like the visit went really well. Um, I, I maybe still get the edge, give the edge to Florida, but I, it does seem like Miami feels like there is certainly a shot that, uh, you know, he could uh, pick Miami. But let's see how things kind of fall, uh, you know, here in July. Miami wide receiver commit Chance Robinson is out of St. Thomas Aquinas, 6'2", 190, uh, top 150 player, according to the composite. Uh, there was a, you know, he did some exploring here in June, as he should. Florida was getting a little bit of buzz there, uh, but this weekend was an opportunity for Miami to, to, you know, make him realize why he committed to the Hurricanes in the first part. Did they get that done in your mind, Gabby, this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think even coming into the visit, even over the past few weeks, I feel like I've been kind of saying, at least, you know, to our subscribers that like Miami's not, su- is not really super worried about the Penn State visit, not super worried about the Florida visit. They felt like he was doing his due diligence, but that, you know, the communication was there. He was saying all the right things to them. And I think this weekend, you know, kind of helped them just kind of lock this thing down. Uh, Chance Robinson has at, at this point gone public with the fact that, uh, you know, on his Twitter account that he's all in, you know, Miami's home, all those things, uh, you know. So I, I, I think this weekend went according to plan in terms of just him just announcing that and making that known. Because like you said, there was some Florida buzz. Um, you know, I think there was even some positive positivity coming out of Happy Valley after that first visit that kind of had some Miami fans nervous. But um, I think Miami's kind of been in lockstep with the Robinsons and, uh, you know, not haven't really been sweating it maybe as much as, uh, you know, the public perception has. Artavius Jones, the defensive tackle out of Bluntstown, Florida, near the Panhandle. 63280 number 160 overall player in the country his recruitment's interesting gabby judging by where he's visited i know miami has definitely been high on him since he visited what january mm-hmm. um did they make a significant move here in your mind i think they did um you know just based off my conversation with Octavius jones uh you know he called this visit the best visit he's ever been on I think the big issue here is that the other two visits that he's been on have been to Troy and UCF, and that's not a knock on UCF. UCF's doing a great job, um, but I mean, there, there's a lot of there are a lot of things going on in this recruitment that make it just kind of a little bit unorthodox. You know, again, the fact that he's only really seen Troy and UCF, he's not going on a ton of visits. He's not super well traveled. He's not one of these guys going and checking out a ton of schools. He said Tennessee, Florida State, Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, or a couple of the schools going after him, but kind of laughed and said, like, you know, I'm not going to be able to go see all those schools. So, um, you know, I do think Miami is a very legitimate contender. He's a big-time athlete, multi-sport athlete, multi-positional athlete. I mean, plays fullback, tight end, um, you know, does crazy stuff on defense, throws shot put, discus, plays basketball, like, weight, like all this stuff. Like, I mean, there's a lot to love here. Um, I think coming out of the weekend, it sounds like Miami's the team to beat, but I'm just curious what direction this is all going to go in. And, uh, you know, right. if he does kind of get to a decision point this summer where he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to go. I would feel really good about that being Miami. But if this thing continues to drag on, which some feel like it might, I think this is just one that there's going to be, it's going to be really tough to get a read on. Um, it's going to be tough to tell where this thing's going. Uh, so I think sooner the better for Miami. Uh, but again, not really sure what that looked like. He did float out the date July 4th to me. 
Um, didn't really commit to it, but he said that's just something he kind of has in his mind, maybe fresh on his mind. He has family down in Miami. Someone I checked in with did feel like they could definitely see him being here. Um, but again, I, I don't think anyone's holding their breath that like Artavius Jones is in, like that they're like riding that in Sharpie or anything like that because of they understand the nature of this recruitment and the different ways that this, this can kind of go. Linebacker Chris Cole, four star linebacker out of Salem, Virginia. Six three two ten. Uh, seemed like Georgia had all the momentum coming into the weekend. What is the vibes coming out of the weekend? Yeah, I think it's Miami and Georgia kind of at the top right now. Um, you know, I, I think Miami really, really helped themselves this weekend. I think there was plenty of people who felt like, you know, this, they did enough this weekend to potentially land a commitment. And I'm not saying a commitment is coming, but, um, you know, I think this is going to be a case where he's going to kind of, you know, I'm not going to say he, they, you know, Chris and the people around him are going to continue to go through the process, uh, sort through all their options, both on the field and off the field, um, and just kind of see what the best overall situation is for them. And, um, you know, I think if it was, you know, as simple as maybe it could be, uh, you know, I think there, there are a lot of people who feel like Miami would be the pick and, uh, you know, this thing could get wrapped up, but they're, are there are other factors in play right now that uh, could lead to Miami being the pick, not saying they won't be, but just this thing may be going on longer uh, than, you know, I think anyone would really hope. Uh, but I, I really think Miami's at the very, very top of this thing, along with Georgia, um, you know, Virginia Tech's another school that's maybe just kind of dark horsey uh, that can kind of just be in the background, kind of lurking and make some things happen if this thing kind of goes a little long. Uh, but right now, uh, I do think that Miami uh, has positioned themselves in a really good place. Ricky Knight, the four-star athlete now at Cardinal Newman High School in West Palm Beach, six foot, 165 corner, also plays receiver at the high school level. Uh, this was a Miami-Florida State-Illinois battle coming into the weekend. I think it was essentially a Miami-Florida State battle with Probably Florida State having a little bit of the momentum coming into the weekend. Uh, now that Ricky Knight has visited Miami, what are you feeling uh, with his recruitment at this time? Yeah, I think that I, you know, I think at one point Miami was a crystal ball leader. Uh, those things have shifted over to Florida State's way after that official visit in Tallahassee. But you know, I I mentioned the Jalen Hayward stuff, and I think one of the results of that whole situation could be Miami kind of turning the heat back up on Ricky Knight. And uh, I think if they do, it's going to, they're going to make it really, really interesting because I do get the feel, the sense that Ricky Knight does love uh, South Florida. He loves the idea of playing at Miami. I mean, he has a ton of respect for the people down here. I think Miami has shown Ricky Knight a ton of love um, just over the course of the process. So I'm curious, he set a commitment date for July 1st. Um, you know, I kind of came into the weekend under the impression that Florida state would be the pick. But I think after this weekend, I think Miami's going to, you know, work to make this thing a lot closer as we approach the finish line. And uh, so I think this is going to be uh, a really interesting one to track over the next, what, like four or five days. I don't, the, the first is, I think, Saturday, maybe. Maybe, I don't mm -hmm. know, so maybe sometime yep. this weekend. So I think that these, these next few days, uh, the rookie night situation is going to be, it's definitely going to be a fun one to kind of watch, go back, potentially go back and forth. Ja'Cory Barney, uh, uh, a wide receiver out of Miami Palmetto High School, six foot 160, 
four-star player, borderline four-star player, um, according to the composite. He's kind of a summer evaluation uh, recruiting target for the Hurricanes. I think before Miami got serious, the thinking was he would be going to Nebraska, uh, but Miami has gotten serious here in the last couple of weeks, and he took an official visit this past weekend. I know, I think I said to you in the preview pod, can Miami just get this commitment, um, you know, as soon as possible, whenever that is, um, do you feel like that's going to be the case with Ja'Cory Barney coming out of the weekend? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're already seeing the crystal balls roll in. I mean, I said pretty early on Sunday morning that, you know, the, the, the crystal balls, Nebraska red right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, it quickly shifted in Miami's favor. And it has, uh, with all those, you know, Nebraska forecasts turning into Miami forecasts. Uh, I love where Miami's at in this recruitment coming out of the weekend. Uh, I mean, Miami knocked it out of the park. I feel like, you know, I, I think I think I said it when they initially kind of turned up the heat. Like, I felt like this was one where if Miami just kind of put in that effort to show him that he's wanted here, um, you know, I, I really felt like they were going to get him. And I, I think that's the way things are trending uh, here over the next, I mean, really just out of, out of the weekend. I mean, I think Miami crushed it and uh, kind of became a no-brainer for, uh, you know, the the local Miami kid. Money can be the root of all evil when you don't understand it. A couple of bad decisions shouldn't continue to affect us years later, and the path to recovery shouldn't be as painful as the regret. Everyone at some point needs help with their financial situation, and Pride Financial can lend that helping hand. Pride Financial offers a patient and judgment-free environment and will provide you with the knowledge and power you need to realize your dreams. Once they identify your goals, they will guide you to the finish line, holding your hand every step of the way. Repairing and building credit is only the first step. They'll educate you on a variety of banking and financial institutions, what resources they offer, and how to maximize funding for your financial needs. Gain access to a vast network of realtors and licensed dealers to receive outstanding deals on prime real estate and the newest vehicles to fit your lifestyle. They even offer education and services to assist those more involved on the business side of things. Text 305-393-7698 or email globalchoice underscore consulting at yahoo.com to book a free consultation with Pride Financial. And let's take pride in our finances. This episode is also brought to you by Midway Sports, your one-stop shop for all of your sporting good needs, located just two miles south of the University of Miami. This locally owned small business has everything you would need to gear up for every sport. Their stocked up men's, women's, and kids selections has you and your family covered for all of your outdoor needs. Use promo code SMOKE15 for 15% off your online order at MidwaySports.com. Defensive lineman Kendall Jackson out of Buholtz High School in Gainesville, Florida. He goes 6'4", 250, three-star prospect. I think Florida, the hometown school for him, was going into the weekend the favorite for Mr. Jackson. Last year, uh, Miami went back, back and forth for a local Florida target last year. Uh, and Tommy Kinsler, is Miami going to be able to pull off a similar type of steal out of the Florida Florida Gators backyard this cycle, Gabby. 
I think I think it's very possible. Uh, Miami got this last official visit weekend. Uh, I don't think people realize how high Kendall Jackson is on Miami's defensive line board. Uh, again, just kind of seeing him on Sunday, it's clear that he has the size. Uh, they love they love his sort of versatility along the the defensive line. I mean, they see him as someone that can come off the edge. He told me that they see him playing anywhere from the nine to the three technique. Um, I think he has the body type to do that. Uh, they're super excited about Kendall Jackson. And yeah, I think the buzz kind of coming out of the weekend is that, you know, the Hurricanes are are, are really, you know, um, a spot that he could potentially land at. Like I could see him picking Miami. He told me that Miami was up there with Florida and Kentucky kind of in that top three. Um, but really, I think the feeling just kind of in Coral Gables is that, you know, they feel like he's someone that can definitely be in this class when it's all said and done. Going to cap, you have to keep working here. You know, again, I think, uh, you know, I think mom, maybe mom and dad both went to Florida. Yeah, he's a Gainesville kid. Um, all A lot of stuff going in Florida's way. But uh, I, I do think Miami could potentially have something to say about that. And again, it would kind of be on brand with how things have kind of gone between the two programs here over the past, uh, I mean, really over the last recruiting cycle. Right, Darius Morgan at a central high school in Phoenix City, Alabama. He's a three-star safety prospect, six foot 175. What is the sense coming out of his visit? Yeah, mine loves this kid. And I, I, I didn't pretend to have a ton of intel here. Like, I, I didn't know much about right, Darius Morgan coming in. I don't know. I didn't know how serious Miami was about him. But, I mean, to, I have no doubt in my mind, you know, as we're recording this podcast, that right, Darius Morgan, he goes by Red Morgan, uh, is one of the top safeties on the board, like up there with uh, Zaquan Patterson, the local uh, Hollywood Shamanan Madonna. Uh, blue chipper like they think the world of him uh, I think I've mentioned in the past too like Phoenix City you know really I mean that Phoenix City Central School where JV and Cohen went they're a regular at producing uh, you know high level power five talents uh, Miami wants to have a footprint you know just in the southeast you know kind of in those in that in those bible belt states uh, Alabama is certainly a, a state that's producing talent at a, at a very very impressive rate and, uh, you know, Miami wants kids from those areas. And that's not why he's up there, but Miami feels like there's a lot of kids um, from those programs, from, you know, just that, that part of the country that are becoming really good college players. Uh, right, Darius Morgan is someone that they definitely covet. Uh, I think Auburn is a school that's done a really good job there. They're in state. Florida State's also gotten a visit. Um, but I think Miami's really, really up there. As they, if they continue to press, which I fully expect them to now, um, I, I would, I think he's a name that Miami fans need to just become maybe more familiar with. Zuri Madison, an interior offensive lineman, potential center target for Miami, yep. uh, Frederick Douglass high school in Lexington, Kentucky, three-star prospect, six, five, three Oh five. Um, what is the feeling there? Yeah. It sounds like he's going to make a commitment between Miami and Arkansas on Wednesday. Uh, I kind of get the feel that that's going to fall Arkansas's way. Uh, he said that he loves that both uh, Miami and Arkansas are run by offensive line-minded guys. Um, I just think that Arkansas may be a better fit. He was walking around in a cowboy hat in Miami. And again, not saying that that's the tell, but, you know, I, I definitely see a school like Arkansas uh, maybe just being a more, a, a better personality fit and you're still going to get incredible development over there. So um, right now, I, I, you know, again, with a commitment just a few days away, um, I'm leaning the Razorbacks. Uh, we'll see if Miami has anything to say about that over the next 48 hours. Romanus Frederick Jr., a cornerback prospect out of St. Thomas Aquinas in 
Fort Lauderdale, Florida, six foot 176. Uh, he's currently committed to West Virginia. He's a corner that definitely looks the part physically. Um, Gabby, is Miami going to be able to pull off a flip here? Yeah, I think they can. Uh, you know, it's, it, he, he quick, he committed to West Virginia. I don't even think it's been a full week. Maybe it has now, but he camped at Miami, not this past Thursday, but the one before that. And I think that that camp exposure kind of got uh, really almost like a Ja'Cory Barney type of deal. I, I think it's a very similar situation just on the opposite side of the ball where Ja'Cory Barney impressed during a team seven on seven event. Uh, Roman Romanus, he goes by OJ. Uh, Frederic, he impressed just during a prospect camp where it was one on ones, uh, all that stuff. He took a bunch of reps. He's a long corner who's physical at the line of scrimmage, isn't afraid to get hands on you. Um, I think they feel like he has a lot to work with. He's very toolsy. Is he a cornerback one in this class? I personally don't think so. But like you said, David, this is an important cornerback group. And if he's cornerback three, you know, if you're able to get a couple other guys, uh, I think that that's a, a pretty promising stash and someone that you maybe take some time to develop over the next few few years and see what he looks like as a redshirt sophomore, you know. Um, so I, I would be I, I would be on board with it. Um, you know, again, I think there's a lot of people who are, uh, you know, now really excited about him. And yeah, you know, I think Miami's in a very, very good place uh, when it comes to kind of flipping him from uh, the Mountaineers as school that they've also kind of had some run-ins with on the recruiting trail and in the transfer portal recently. So that should be fun. And then we have a group of commits, right? Isaiah Thomas, the three-star safety out of Clearwater. Uh, Dylan Day, three-star nickel out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Juan Manaya, uh, three-star offensive tackle out of New Jersey. Quarterback, Judd Anderson out of the state of Georgia. And kicker, Abram Murray. Uh, I guess, number one, Gabby, do all these guys seem locked in? Number two, Anything interesting to pass along with that, those group of commits? Yeah, I think all those guys are locked in. Um, you know, I think maybe the the most interesting thing, I think, is just Judd Anderson, just kind of seeing him again in person. I mean, you see, like, you know, exactly, you see all the things that Miami's talking about with the length, uh, the size. I mean, he's very, very tall, um, but not, like, super thin. I think he's got a little bit of something to him. Um, you know, just kind of, he's a really cool kid, you know, has a great personality. Um, you know, he, he was telling me about how he was playing Madden and FIFA with a bunch of the guys, you know, this weekend and, uh, you know, just, just doing a lot of fun stuff. And, you know, I, I was asking you about like, Hey, is there anyone else that's kind of come around and, you know, tried to kind of poach you since you committed to Miami and he brought up the seven on seven event at Georgia that we've actually talked about on his podcast already, David, uh, how he threw for Mike Bobo and how that went well and how Pitt was there and how Pitt has kind of you know, come after him, trying to get him to flip and, you know, get off Miami. And he's, you know, again, fully locked in, as we have mentioned, I believe in the preview pod, we talked about this a little bit. Um, so I think it's maybe the most, you know, probably other than the Chance Robinson deal, I think that's probably the most notable thing coming out of the commits. Otherwise, otherwise everyone seems, you know, good to go. All right, good stuff. And we'll wrap it up here on this. If we're going to be on commit watch for any of these guys here in terms of like, immediate future yeah you would say jacory barney i would assume you would say oj federic yep. you would say i guess rookie knight just we'll see uh at the end of the week anyone else would you highlight yeah um no one like on immediate commit watch um just i i do feel really good about marquise lightfoot i do think that's a situation that can work out for miami 
Another one, David, that we didn't really talk about, wasn't really an official visit, an unofficial visit, but a very important unofficial visit was Devon Mitchell, the 2025 tight end who worked out on Sunday. He's committing on July 8th. And he told me Miami shot up to number one on his board. What does that mean necessarily? Who really knows? I guess we'll see how the next, you know, again, the next week and a half play out. But I mean, I think that would be, a, I think that's a very, very important recruit for Miami fans to watch. And so uh, potential, another one that's potentially on commit watches is Devon Mitchell. So he is a 2025 tight end, 6'4", listed at 245, thick tight end. Yeah. Uh, he currently has Oklahoma crystal balls, but it's believed that uh, Miami, Oklahoma, and Alabama would be yeah. the the top schools there, correct? Would you say th- it's those three, or would you narrow it down even more than that? I think it's those three. Uh, you know, he's, he called those his top three. I think he's seen every one of them recently. Uh, he was at Oklahoma, I believe, last week, like not this past week and the weekend before that. So just most recently saw Oklahoma and Miami. I do think Miami's in that top two, whatever that top two looks like, which if I were guessing, I would say Oklahoma and Miami. I do think Miami's in that, you know, like almost in that 50-50 range where, hey, they could realistically close out here, especially, you know, after a private workout with Coach Woodle, uh, Coach Cody Woodle, uh, he seemed to really just be all in on that. He liked how he kind of took the time to coach him and correct him. He didn't just kind of let him do wrong things because, he was trying to recruit him and tell him all the right things. He was coaching him up. He was constantly correcting, you know, trying to adjust certain things. And, I, you know, Devon Mitchell told me after the workout that he likes the hard coaching. He likes being coached up that way. So I think that was an impressive kind of eye-opening experience for him. And um, it was fresh off the workout that I talked to him. So maybe a little bit of excitement, you know, with maybe calling Miami as number one, which is maybe why I'm a little bit like kind of pumping the brakes to see where this thing kind of goes. Um, but... I, I do feel like Miami's really uh, has, a, has a legit shot there. All right. Good stuff as always, Gabby. Appreciate the quick recap here on a big official visit weekend. Um, appreciate everyone for listening and our sponsors as always. And until next time, take care.